What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense podcast. This is episode 49. I am the self-proclaimed Matthew McConaughey of PlayStation Podcasts. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, Travis. Travis, what's good? Who am I the self-proclaimed person of? Uh, I don't know. You've got you've to decide for yourself. You can be anybody you want to be in today's world, so you just have to pick. Anybody I want to be. Yeah. You have to scene. Just have it have it ready for the next ep- the intro on the next episode. All right, I'll think about it. Well, what's going on tonight? Any anything good? Just laying in the floor thinking about, you know, if we're all here, is free will a real thing? It's the usual Friday night. Those tetrahedrons are really 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 messing with you lately these past couple of yeah. weeks. I really I enjoy the theory that if um if you subscribe that everything was set in motion and objects in motion stay in motion mm. and we're made of atoms and protons and electrons that were set in motion and stay in motion, then technically every decision we make is already set in motion. Interesting. Interesting. So that would, that would mean everything's predestined. No, mm. it would mean no free will. Correct. Okay. Not in the traditional sense, not in the religious sense. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, most people don't, like but it's it's an interesting thought pro- a thought experiment that has nothing to do with PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm okay. I'm doing. I don't I don't know anything much better as well this evening. But I did finish uh, Band of Brothers just a little bit ago. Good job. Uh, yeah, I finished all ten episodes of that, and it's a it's a very excellent show. About did you cry World, at the end? About World War Two, and I did cry at the end. So I'm yep. a little. I'm a little down. I'm gonna need you to pick me back up. All right. I always cry at the end when the when the German officers talking to them about how they're all brothers. Gets me every time. Yeah. Not only that part, but then at the very end when they're talking to the real people. Oh and, yeah. And uh, I don't remember which one it, it was. Maybe Garnier, and he was talking about how his grandkid asked him if he was a hero in the war, and he said, "No, uh, I wasn't, but I served in a company full of heroes." Oh, and, yeah. oh man, then I, I had you. to try and eat. Yeah, I'm over, there just, I'm over there just sobbing. My wife's like, "Are you all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, these these fucking boys went over there and died for this shit." Yeah, she asked you if you're all right. You were like, "You're like bad Santa at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Leave you the fuck alone." Uh, then boys, I went over there and died for this shit. You know, God, anyway. got to me. Well, now anyway. that everybody's turned it off. Yeah. So anyway, Travis. For the uninitiated or the noobs, we are a weekly podcast where you and I get together every week and we discuss or cover all of the week's news, rumors, new game releases, and a little bit more in the world of PlayStation. We do it all in under 90 minutes, of course, per usual, including this week. Somehow we will do it, even though we have a ton of news for all of you boys and girls and lads and lasses and blokes and Sheilas out there, and we're going to do it. So you can check us out every Monday. We'll have a new episode for you on all the podcast services around the world, or you can find us on YouTube as well if you prefer to listen to your shows there. We also post game streams and clips on YouTube as well occasionally. Our page is called The DualSense Podcast, real original. And also, if you want to reach out to us and talk with us, you can find us on the Twitter. Our handle there is at the DualSense Pod, and we, we would love to hear from you. 
as we occasionally do. We've we've been hearing uh, from listeners a little bit more here recently. I really like it. I enjoy it. So keep it up. Anyway, Travis, without further ado, talk to me about what you've been playing. Well, I redownloaded uh, the F1. Mm. Anyway, I deleted all of my My Team stuff when the 5 came out, and I just, for some reason, decided I wanted to mess with that again. So I made another team and uh, put the AI difficulty at 50, which is medium. I don't remember what I put it at the first time. I must have put it at, I must have made it a lot harder last time because it's not as difficult as I remember. The first race I won by like 10 seconds, and I was like, okay, cool. And then. I was like, I need to make it harder. So I was thinking about upping it. And I thought, well, let's give it two races. Get an actual, like, you know, a data spread look at here. And sure. then the second race um, did not did not go like the first race. In the first race, I was the fastest person in every practice. I won the pole. I won the race. And, the ne- and then in, uh, in race two, I finished third. I couldn't keep up with the top two guys. I almost got passed for fourth, like, three times. Like, it was a struggle to maintain the podium. So I think... <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the difference was. I don't know if... Oh, I, t- I told you what had happened, though. Like There was a random rain session in the middle of practice, and I still had two things left. I still had two, oh, uh, yeah. two programs to run. So I did my race program in the rain and my quality program in the rain, and then I had to turn around and do the qualifying in the race. So that might have been part of the problem. But regardless, um, it's still fun. If, I, if you win every race, you blow the computer out. It's, that's not any fun. So you want it to be a little bit of a challenge. So Sure. Um, anyway, it's, it's still fun. I enjoy it. The only thing I turned off that was different was I turned off the, um, the strictness of the, uh, staying on the track, the, whatever you want to call it, the oh. out of bounds lines. Yeah. It, it's fucking impossible to race at certain tracks. Like if you try to race at a uh, circuit of the Americas on F1 with it on strict, just forget it. You can't drive fast on that track with the limits, how they are on the game. You can't keep up with anybody. So anyway, I put them on regular, so it still gives you a penalty, it still gives you warnings, but you know, if you're if you're barely across the line, it doesn't uh doesn't penalize you. So anyway, I'm not I'm not out here as Rob on PlayStation X that says, Who's out here playing games on hard? <laughs> Why are we doing that? You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not, I'm playing a game to have fun. I'm not trying to, to like I'm not a try hard, I guess is what I'm saying. Like I'm not going to the F one esports championship here. I don't have to fucking put it on 110 ai difficulty like i can race on 60 or 50 it's fine yeah absolutely i i i wholeheartedly agree should play games to have fun not get mad so anyway uh threw in some fifa uh to kill some time i enjoy my team actually i like this team out of the three builds i've done between stevenage and kilman rock um i think nancy's my favorite no, it's not like I have a particular guy that I really like on the team per se. I just think it's a nice balance. I have a nice balance of of guys with high potential and then like weird traits. You know, like I have a random wing back who is like six foot five and he probably will only be like a seventy two, but I, I I just like that he's huge. Sure. I have some strikers that are interesting that are um one has power header. Uh, which is cool. I've never had a striker power header from me from from my youth academy. Um, my youth academy keeper is American, but he's only six foot tall, so that's kind of fun because he's like tiny. Yeah, that's different. But he's probably the best keeper I've had. I, you know, on, on the Kilman Rock one, I have a dude who's like an eighty-seven or eighty-eight right now. But um, even though this guy's only like a sixty-four, he makes like his animations are really cool. I don't know if that's a random generation thing or if it's. Hmm. You know, maybe my back line isn't as good, so they or maybe because he's shorter, he gets like different angles. I'm not really sure, but anyway, 
Um, I enjoy that team. They're fun. I don't, you know, I don't beat guys by 7,000 or anything, but, um, you know, it's, it's still yeah. fun. But that's, that's about it, man. Um, did you, uh, cool. did, did you beat Days Gone this week or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't know anything about that. What What's Days Gone, you know, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't know anything about FIFA either because I am still without my PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. How many days is how many days gone has that been gone? <laughs> that, I worked out better in my head. Very nice. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm about. I'm about two weeks gone. I'm about 14 days gone now from having my PlayStation Five. So it arrived in Indiana at the support center on Monday at lunchtime. It was signed for. I could see the tracking. Who signed for it? But my repair case status never updated. And yesterday, I finally, last night, I finally called PlayStation support and said, hey, my FedEx tracking that you guys gave me says this thing was delivered and signed for, but it's been two days and the repair status hasn't been updated. So I just wanted to make sure that everything's okay. You know, is that normal? And the girl was like, oh, yes, it's fine. You know, it's normal. It doesn't get updated until it gets assigned to a technician and yada, yada. (laughs) It's sitting in a box in the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, all right, well, if you say so. So then, funny enough, today I get an email this morning that says, "Oh, we have your, we've received your system, and it's mm-hmm. it's at the it's at the support center, yada yada yada." And please allow seven to ten business days. But then I have another email that says, "Allow ten to fifteen business days." So I have no <laughs> idea how long they're going to have this thing. So, like I was telling you earlier today. There's a there is a slim chance that I'll have it by June the eighth for Chivalry, which I desperately want to play. There's a there's a better chance that I'll have it by Ratchet and Clank on June the eleventh, mm-hmm. but there's not a one hundred percent chance. Which if I miss both of those launches, I'm going to be severely perturbed. But what can you do? You know, like like Tony Soprano says, what are you gonna do? And it always, so it's always weird to me when you, when you call and complain like that or ask a question and then magically the next day, it's always yeah. like, is it a coincidence or do they actually it, just finally work? There's no way there's too many, like that's happened to me way too many times for that to be a coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, what about this? Yeah. Where's my shit? Like where, you know, and then oh, magically there's an update. Like you guys forgot about it. That's okay. Like S Lewis in Indiana who signed for it. He signed it, the the FedEx bro handed him the box, and then he sat it in the corner, like you said, and forgot about it. And whatever. So that doesn't make me mad. So anyway, with all that said, as far as what I've been playing, I'm still playing on the Vita this week. I played a little bit more Uncharted Golden Abyss. And then on Monday, you were making fun of me, but me and some of the <laughs> uh, me and some of the lads on the Vita subreddit, it was Killzone Mercenary Monday. Uh, game night, so uh-huh. I hopped on the Vitor on Monday evening, Monday night, and played Kills on Mercenary with the boys and girls on there on the Reddit, and that was fun. Was I'm glad a, you found your people. Yeah, that was a ripper time, as they say, down under. Oh, is that a thing? By the uh, way, yeah. you're yeah. going to start, next thing I know, you're going to be playing like fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Dungeons and Dragons and shit. You're going to have like a whole Reddit thing. You're going to have like models <laughs> built in your basement. Uh, dude, I so I did play Yu-Gi-Oh cards uh, growing up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was Pokemon, and then the nat- the natural evolution was Yu-Gi-Oh. So watch the mm-hmm. cartoon and everything. Great show, great card game. 
anyway, so the Mercenary, Uncharted, Golden Abyss. And I will say I, I, I debated whether to put this in here because it's not PlayStation related. But last night I did just on a whim. I had like 15, 20 minutes. I grabbed the Nintendo Switch and I tried Knockout City, which is that Electronic Arts Dodge Brawl game. Do you remember mm-hmm. this? And it was, you know, it's whatever free for the first two weeks and all that. So I downloaded it on there and checked it out. And I'll say, I will say that there's something there. It was pretty fun. Like I, I didn't have any expectations. I was just checking it out and, and there's something there. It was fun. It, it made me want to play more. Like, like when we played Fall Guys the first time. Yeah. It's like when you played Fall Guys the first time and you're like, what is this stupid looking game? And you play it and you're like, this is fucking hilarious. This is awesome. So. Uh, it was fun. It felt good. I, I mean, I don't know that I would pay 20 bucks for it, um, but it was fun. Anyway, that's it. It's all I've got. So with that, let's jump into the news here. And we have quite a bit, as you can see here, quite a bit, but a lot of, a lot of exciting things as well. This is like a early E3 for us, you could say. But here we go. Number one, we finally received our first look at gameplay for the hotly anticipated Horizon Forbidden West via State of Play. On Thursday, which already has over two and a half million views on the YouTube. I think it's well over that even now. And for starters, the game looked gorgeous running on the PlayStation 5 for the video. Although it is worth noting, Travis, that the frame rate did not appear to be 60 frames for the stream. It looked more like 30. And then after the presentation, the game's narrative director, Ben McCall, your boy, also penned a post for the PlayStation blog, breaking down new features of the game, including the pool caster, which speeds up climbing. The shield wing, which is essentially a parachute or paraglider for Aloy, and the diving mask, which opens up underwater exploration, all of which we see in action during the state of play. McCall also added that the game will feature a big new collection of deadly machines, including some that we got to see like the sun wing, the claw strider, and the tremor tusk. We still do not have a release date for the game, however, although developer Guerrilla Games says that development is on track and we will have a release date very soon. What do you think? Did you check this uh, State of Play video out? Yeah, I did. I watched The Lady with the Dreads, so it reminds <laughs> me of, um, it's like, my first thought was, I'm a female in Waterworld looking for Kevin Costner. <laughs> I could see that, yeah. I didn't know, of course, I don't know any of the terminology, like a claw strider and a trimmer tusk. Like, I, yeah, I guess those these, are are, yeah, these are new, so obviously that's, you know, I wouldn't know them, would I? Sure. But that being said, um, I didn't even notice the the frame issue. I don't even know how you can tell that. Mm. The the things I could tell are like when it's not HDR or whatever, or if it's not in 4K. Like I can tell that pretty easy. But the frames thing, I just I don't I don't pick up on it as keenly as others seem to. So mm. when I see people like really really complain about it, like on Twitter, there were some people that were upset that it was didn't seem to be 60 frames. Um, yeah, I think I think you even interacted with a few of them, but. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's like, I can see the point. Like if I'm paying for like, like, you know, how we've talked about before, like if you don't have a 4k TV with the five, like you're kind of missing out a little bit. Right. So absolutely. You know, I can see how if, you know, you could feel like you're missing out by not getting the 60 frames. I could follow you there. I could follow that logic. But that being said, the game still looked awesome. I thought it looked great. It did. Uh, the water was crazy i'm always fascinated by video game water to begin with but yeah i thought the water looked really cool and i thought they did a really good job of like you know like when water is shallow more shallow a lot of times it looks more clear Mm -hmm. 
how they did a really cool job with that. Um, whenever you know she was underwater swimming around and stuff like that, I, I had the same feeling I have in every video game when there's an underwater level, which was one, this level is going to be really hard, and two, I can't breathe. <laughs> I don't like as we discussed before. I don't like either of those things. Sure. So, uh, but anyway, um, I thought it looked pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I like you know I like all the little gadget things. Also, like at the beginning, those T Rexes came out. It reminded me of Jurassic Park. Yeah. When Chris Pine has them all in the. Chris Pratt has them all in the um, you know what I mean? All the blues yeah. in front of him. Front of oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, I think it's an interesting. I think I just think it looks interesting. I mean, I can't put it any more simple than that. Yeah, I I think it looks incredible. I also believe that it will be the game of the year for 2021. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that has been announced right now. I don't think there's going to be anything that will be announced that will be able to compete with it. It just looks incredible graphically, uh, mm-hmm. first of all. feels quality, though, too. I know we're not actually yeah. playing it, but it, it has a feeling already. Like, it yeah. feels, feels next-gen-y. It does. It, it, it looked and felt next-gen, which is amazing, considering that it's also coming to PS4. The frame rate issue does bother me, but I know that it's going to have a 60 frames per second like performance mode or whatever. And it may even it may even run at 4K60. It's actually kind of hard to imagine that it won't run at 4K60, considering what already does run at 4K60 on the 5. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I don't know, though. Maybe it'll be like 1440p and 60 frames or whatever. But um, I do notice now the difference between 60 and 30. Um, usually if I play a game that's 30, it'll... It'll, give, it'll make my eyes hurt or give me a headache or something like that. But anyway, from what we've seen so far, the, the 14 or 15 minutes of gameplay that they showed in this, they really, in my opinion, made a huge leap from the first game to this game from an, an environmental standpoint, from a graphical standpoint, they from a gameplay standpoint, they, they look like they've added mm-hmm. weapons, they've added combat, uh, maneuvers they've added traversal mechanics mm-hmm. all this stuff they've added more monsters it's a new setting so they've really raised the bar um, in my opinion from the first game and the the cool thing to to me it was like watching this even though i played and threw in platinum the first game i believe i platinum it if i remember correctly loved it loved the first game even though i played that i still felt watching this like i was watching something brand new does that make sense it was like i was like wow this is really dope and like it's just a really cool concept like it's not it's not dinosaurs like you said but it's robots that are clearly were designed and based off of 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 dinosaurs and i know you didn't play the first game but the and this won't spoil anything i don't think but it's set in you know a post-apocalyptic america and so there's kind of like this mystery to it and just the story threads that and like Easter eggs that you find when you're like walking through these cities that are clearly like, mm-hmm. uh, like in this one, that in this one, they've already said that you're in San Francisco. Like that's so awesome. So anyway, I was amazed with it and it's going to be the game of the year. I, I'll be shocked if it's not over 90 on Metacritic. And the only thing we need now is a release date, which mm-hmm. there was something earlier where there's, there's a there's a rumor now that it's oh, going to be yeah did you see that yeah it's going there's some type of code like when they show them that they pull up a map in this demo 
and there's a number in there that says like 0910 or something like that, which is September the 10th, which ironically enough is a Friday, which Sony has been releasing their big games on Fridays. So it's very possible. Although that is the week before Deathloop, I, I believe, or maybe a few days before Deathloop, which I don't know if that's a great decision, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think September, October is probably the range. Uh, it just depends on what they want to get out of the way of or get out ahead of. And I, September might be pretty good because when you get to October, you're going to have Battlefield most likely, and you're going to you're going to have that back for blood game. You're going to start running into a lot of stuff there. So anyway. Uh, a couple other things I noticed. The, they had some really cool Uncharted like levelation where you're kind of mm-hmm. going up and down some verticality. That was really cool. Yeah, they've added some of that, and that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that too because as she was climbing, I couldn't really tell where you, it, the game wanted me to go. Does that make sense? It was like right. I felt like the more I played, the more it would make sense. But as she's climbing, I'm like, why are you climbing? They're following you, but it looks like you're climbing at them. So what are we doing? You know? And then another thing that I thought was really interesting talking about the environment was um, I can't remember a trailer where I felt like this. I don't know if this will make any sense or not, but like it felt like as I'm watching the trailer that there's a lot more details going on at the bottom of my eyes. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like I'm watching where I'm going, but it feels like there's like all this superfluous shit going on around me. Yeah. And and my brain wants to like look at all these colors and flowers and details and like, yeah. I've never really I didn't even feel like that on on Ghost of Tsushima either even though that's mm-hmm. kind of known for all the the leaves and the you know the wind and stuff. I I didn't feel like that on that, but for some reason in this trailer I was like Jesus, like I just it just seems like it's so dense. That's exactly the word I was about to say. It's I know exactly what you're talking about. It it seemed very dense and very lush, and I think that's awesome. And that's kind of what before we before we had PlayStation 5s, before the generation was here, that was how it was described to us, right? Like people mm-hmm. were, these uh, developers were saying that we're going to see more dense worlds, more detailed worlds, more detailed environments and this and that. And that's, we're starting to see that. We're starting to get to that. You know what I mean? So that's exciting. But anyway, we'll wait, sitting, sit and wait patiently for a release date. I'm going to guess we're going to get that in June. Number two, Sony released their investor relations and corporate strategy presentation this week. Travis, and from that meeting, we learned a lot about the current state of PlayStation and quite a bit about the future as well. There's no real elegant way to to do this, so I'm just going to run through a bunch of uh, notes here, and then we can talk about any that interest us at the end. So for starters, Travis, PlayStation is the most profitable it has ever been, and Sony intends to capitalize even further by targeting a 50% market share for the PlayStation 5 this console generation. 41% of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 owners are female. I'm a female! (laughs) (laughs) Compared to just 18% on the PlayStation 1. Or identify as females, like we could draw the line there, couldn't we? Correct, yeah. (laughs) Sony anticipates the PlayStation 5 Disc Edition to become profitable in the next month. 80% of Sony Interactive Entertainment's annual revenue is from software, services, and peripheral sales, while the other 20% is from console sales. The split used to be more like 50-50, like 50-52-48 basically, so that's pretty impressive. Free-to-play games are also a key part of PlayStation revenue, Travis, as they now account for 25% of total PlayStation Store revenue, meaning add-on content, 
PlayStation Plus now sits at 47.6 million subscribers, up from 5.8 million since fiscal year 2013, averaging out to about half a million new subscribers a month. PlayStation Now also currently has 3.2 million subscribers. Sony plans to bring more games to PC, including Uncharted 4, which was revealed to be coming to PC at some point in the future. In an effort to grow PlayStation Now, Sony also plans to increase the addition of quote-unquote quality content to the service, as well as including more first-party games on the service. They also have plans in motion to expand PlayStation IP to mobile. Mobile revenue, for reference, is more than double that of the entire console market, which is incredible. PlayStation also sees live service games as another key growth area, Travis, and noted that we can expect live service or possibly free-to-play games coming from first-party studios for release on both PlayStation platforms and elsewhere. Remember that 25% of the store revenue was add-on content, as I mentioned a minute ago, which accounted for just a cool $9 billion in revenue for Sony. Sony's artificial intelligence division is working in collaboration with PlayStation to create a more immersive experience featuring smarter teammates and enemies in games. (laughs) Also worth noting is that we seemingly received confirmation that God of War Ragnarok will be exclusive to PlayStation 5 and not coming to the PlayStation 4 as well as we once feared, as it was not listed in the, quote, notable future releases, end quote, for PlayStation 4. And finally, to put a bow on everything, Travis, Sony revealed their new, quote-unquote, Beyond Console approach where they intend to grow their services, games, app offerings, PlayStation Direct physical retail stores, and cloud gaming functionality. Okay, so there's a lot going on there. A lot that came out of this presentation, a lot that I'm sure maybe Sony didn't necessarily want to come out, although they released it. I'm pretty confused about that, but what are your, what are your takeaways from any of this? Just start wherever you want to. Well, just from a gaming perspective, Sony's artificial intelligence division, which makes it sound like they have a bunch of iRobots working diligently uh, behind (laughs) the scenes. Um, Yeah. You know, these smarter teammates and enemies, that's something that we've always complained about. I mean, one of our favorite PlayStation one memories is playing metal of honor over and over again on the first level. And like <laughs> we, yeah. we had it memorized and like, you know, if we do this, the guard won't move. So we would like walk up and throw the grenade, bounce it off his helmet <laughs> and it would explode or yes. every time. And it was fucking hilarious because <laughs> of the clink noise it would make. Yes. Um, so, you know, on one hand, having a more intelligent enemy or teammates that could make a, a for instance, like that could make, um a game like fifa or 2k have some legs like you come down and the pick and roll always works or the through ball always works when you have a a wing back up like well the the computer being able to learn your tendencies would make you have to learn to play a different way so right that that could be actually pretty cool like it would be more challenging but it would be interesting to me to see how the computer responds um, you know, if you're playing a single player game like Battlefield or Call of Duty, you're playing a, a camp like a story campaign in a shooter. Maybe they, maybe you're the type of guy that likes to run in guns blazing. Well, the computer might, you know, learn how to do traps or bait you into that. So I think that would be really, really cool. I think that'd yeah. be a lot of fun. Definitely. So that that I think probably is is, you know, out of all the numbers we heard in this list and all the things we heard in this list, that's probably one of the least looked at things. But to me, that's what I'm. You know, that's what I saw immediately and thought was really, really cool. Yeah. 
to jump off of that, I, I'm curious about the PlayStation IP to mobile. Uh, what does that look like? Mm. You know, I always thought the companion apps were cool. I know that's yeah. not really the same, but I've always enjoyed the companion apps. Um, the one for yeah. GT Sports sucks ass, but you know, I like I like the other ones. What, what does this look like? What what is this in your brain? What is IP on mobile look like? Yeah, I had never, I had totally forgotten about the companion apps. I hadn't really considered that, but I think that's actually a really good idea to have companion apps for all, especially like the open world games or the sports games like Gran Turismo makes total sense. Um, competitive games, things like that. I think that's a great idea. I, it's hard to say, I mean, because phones and tablets and everything are so powerful now. So are they, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to say if they're talking about like, Hey, we've got God of War. We're going to develop a God of War, like full blown mobile game, like mm-hmm. a like a four or five hour story based mobile game. You know what I mean? Like, is That'd it that? Cool. Yeah. Is it that, or is it like, hey, here's Temple Run, but with Kratos? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Or, or I don't know. Or is it going to be one of these game like like the Farm Farmville or whatever? You know, something oh, like that. I, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. I understand wanting to get in on the mobile revenue. Like I mentioned, it's twice the entire market of home consoles. I understand that. But yeah, I mean, I think you would agree, but that, you know, mobile gaming, we're not, we're not the demographic for mobile gaming. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a, just a generally younger demographic. I'm sure that it is, but it's, it's not for me, which also makes me wonder, like, if it's for a younger demographic, which seems like a safe bet, you know, where do you draw the line? Can you, ha- can you have a God of War game where he's cleavering demons in half with his axe? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say. It's really hard right. to say. Like, one thing I would want it to have, or, like, I'm, and maybe I'm just stuck on this, but, like, if, if me and you are playing Ghost Recon and you're like, hey, I'm going to pull the drone out, you can use oh, your phone as the drone. That would or, be dope. like. Like, you know, on Call of Duty, they pull up, they always pull something out to do the kill streak. Well, like, I call on the yeah. kill streak from my phone and I use that. You know, I, I don't know. I just thinking about things like that. It would be, um, you know, or if like on Gran Turismo, like I was telling you earlier how, like, you know, you could change your brake balance and your this, that, and the other, your fuel mix. Like, that'd be so cool if I could just have my phone sit by my steering wheel and I could be like, oh, you know what? I need to go to lean mix. I'll right. drop it down. Oh, I want to do um, harder tire compounds. So I hit the H on my phone. Like, that that type of thing would be really cool. I know it's not. I feel like that's not what they're getting at, but right. I I really would like to have those things. You might not be wrong though. I mean, I think that's a great idea, and you're right. I mean, we used to get those all the time, right? And not just not just from Sony, but from other developers too, like 2K and you know the Red Dead app and whatnot. So mm-hmm. Battlefield had an app, Call of Duty. Yeah, sometimes if it's even just a map on an open world game, that would be helpful as shit. Or like if my mm-hmm. satchel was on there, like that, like on Reddit, that'd be so cool. I could just, oh, I, this is, you know, sometimes I forget, like I have 18 things in my satchel and I'm trying to make mm-hmm. a, a soup or something and I could like just look at my phone. I'm like, oh, I need sassafras or whatever. Right. That would be nice. <laughs> the, one of the other things I wanted to talk about or point out, and this might be a bigger discussion, this might be something mm-hmm. we could talk about like at the end of, of one of the episodes, but. You know, eighty percent of the of the revenue is coming from services, software, and peripheral sales, but only twenty percent is consoles. So like as you said, that used to be fifty fifty. But mm-hmm. where does this fall in with 
you know, these issues that we're seeing with loot boxes and 2K is considered a gambling game now, right? Because of the way the card system works and the locker codes work. So like, you know, if people are trying to cut back on loot boxes and this, that, and the other, well, the money is there. It's 80% of their revenue. So to me, it seems like that will never go away. I think it's important to note too that of that 80%, the the loot boxes the add-on content is within that so mm-hmm. so like i'm you know i see the, the next the other note there is that 25 percent of the playstation store revenue was add-on content so you then you take all you take 100 percent. you gotta think think about it this like if you take 100 percent of the playstation store revenue that's within the 80 percent of sony interactive entertainment overall revenue so right i don't know like even if even if developers like have to scale it back some, if that's going to really hurt the bottom line that much, because I think most of Sony's money is made on selling first part on PlayStation studio games on selling the games themselves. And then I also think that they make, I mean, you saw that the, the growth from 2013 to, to now on the PlayStation plus subscribers is, you know, exponential and i think that they're making so much money off of that now that right you know they don't even if add-on content dropped because california bans and loot boxes or new york bans and loot box you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i think that that i mean of course naturally it's a hit but i don't know if it's enough to make a dent or, right, know, or, right. or a drop in the bucket i think the bigger issue is getting rid of pay to win games i think that's the bigger issue that's yeah, frustrating definitely. You know, it's it's different if people want to spend money on cosmetic shit. I don't care about that. But it's really annoying. Like if I bought Hood Outlaws and Legends and I'm trying to level up John and then this guy dropped six hundred dollars to max mm. out his John character on the first night, like that's bullshit, you know? So Yeah. Those are the things I hate about it, you know. Well, along those lines, it sounds like we're going to get free to play games or at least, you know, free to play live service games from the first party from PlayStation mm-hmm. Studios. So uh, that seems like a pretty foregone conclusion. And I mean, I guess when you think about it from the first party, there really is no live service game from PlayStation. You know, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no division. There's no uh, destiny. Avengers. Yeah. And there's no Avengers. There's no destiny. There's no, whatever the first one I said was the division. So <laughs> they, you know, they, they want to get in on this. You know, there's no Fortnite. Look at Fortnite. Uh, so that's, I'm I'm actually not turned off by that terribly. I think that actually is a really interesting idea mm-hmm. to think about like you know, Sony Santa Monica doing some type of free to play game that's like really high end triple A. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of, it's the same appeal that the Division Heartland has to me. Like Mm -hmm. the idea of a really high end AAA free to play game that, you know, if I want to buy the Battle Pass or I want to buy the Year Pass or whatever, the annual, the Year Two Pass, whatever, I can do that if I want to. Like that is really appealing to me. That's what's kind of catching me with Heartland. And that's what interests me about the possibility of first party PlayStation Studios doing that as well. I don't know. I think there's something there. I don't know how close we are to one of those, but I guess time will tell. Maybe, maybe one's uh, you know locked and loaded in, in the chamber for next year. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out this summer. But a couple of the other things that I feel like we need we need to talk about too. Um, well, first of all, 
PlayStation is financially extremely healthy. I mean, 80% of their revenues from software and services, they don't have to rely on selling consoles anymore mm-hmm. to make all their money. They're subscriber, their subscribers to PlayStation now and or, or I'm sorry, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now are up exponentially. They their market share currently sits at 45%. And they oh, want yeah. to get the, and they want to get to fifty. That's crazy, so, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they just they're already at forty five percent market share. They want to get to fifty. Uh, they they want one out of every two home consoles to be a PlayStation, and then and then leave the rest for Nintendo and Microsoft. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So they're incredibly healthy financially. The other big thing, the the two big that and the other two big things that I really took away from all this, we've already talked about one, which is the free to play live service games coming from PlayStation first party, which um, like I said, that really is intriguing to me. The other thing is that uncharted four is going to be coming to PC. It sounds like, and it sounds like it may be the very next PlayStation game to come to PC mm-hmm. because they just released days gone. And it was the only other game listed on the slideshow uh, alongside Uncharted 4. It was Days Gone and Uncharted 4 that they said were upcoming notable releases. So it seems like that's pretty imminent to me, maybe even later this year, early next year. I don't know, but I'm ready for the mods. That's I'm just right now. I can't wait. I can't wait for him to like fight the Kool-Aid man in a temple. It's going to (laughs) be incredible. (laughs) Never even thought about that. But you know, the, 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 the interesting thing about this is that there's been this sort of discussion about would Sony go this far? Like, would they put one of their like flagship franchises, like Uncharted for The Last of Us, on PC? Because you can make the argument that Uncharted was the most important franchise and maybe still is to PlayStation. Like, right. there's there may not be one bigger. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 37 million people have played this game on PlayStation mm-hmm. 4. So, and then now they're going to turn around and put it on PC, I guess. What do they have to lose at this point, though? I mean, 37 million Nothing. people play it on PlayStation. Like, yeah. can you get any more? Can you do any more than no. that, really? No, you, you've got everything that you can get out of it on the console. So you might as well put it on PC. But I think what the signal that this sends is that there's no IP that is safe from not yeah. being put on the PC. No sacred cows. Not anymore. Now... Granted, Uncharted came out in like what 2016, I think. So they've had to wait five years. So if you, you know, it's going to be three, four, or five years before these things come to PC. I mean, at least that's how they're working. They're operating right now. But yeah, like you said, you might as well put it on PC, make some more money off of it. And then I don't necessarily have a problem with that because that money just goes back to PlayStation, and hopefully they're just going to turn around and reinvest that into making more games or, you know, whatever. hiring more people for a studio and paying those robots to work on that technology (laughs) paying those robots to work on your your uh, ai teammates over there so uh anyway i don't think there's anything else here other than thank god that god of war ragnarok it seems like it's going (laughs) to be exclusive to playstation 5 thank god for that hope that's true we'll see Number three, the rumored PlayStation 5 exclusive Final Fantasy game that we reported on last week appears to be a game called Final Fantasy Origin. According to industry insider Imran Khan, Final Fantasy Origin is allegedly being worked on at Neo developer Team Ninja and will feature Soulsborne-style gameplay and will be set in the, 
in the world of the very first Final Fantasy title that released on the original NES way back in the day. Khan also claimed that publisher Square Enix plans to reveal the game at E3 and release an alpha demo this summer to gather fan feedback. So, any thoughts on Final Fantasy here? Uh, this is big news, but not necessarily for us. I I I will say um, I enjoy that they're going, they're kicking it back to the old school first world. I think that's pretty sweet. Sure. Anything that's a callback to NES, I usually am pretty excited about. Although I'm not, I'm not that excited about Sonic. Yeah. Um, that's a whole different thing. I mean, uh, yeah, it's cool. I that's all I have to say. Like, I know it's a big thing and it's yeah. important. I think it's really crazy that it's a PlayStation exclusive like that that blows my mind even if it's only six months or a year it just seems like Final Fantasy is so big that they wouldn't let that happen but cool so you know good on them for that yeah Sony and uh, Square Enix are in bed in a big way with especially with this final Final Fantasy franchise can we talk about the phrase in bed sure I just (laughs) it's just so the image it puts in my head every single time yeah, you just thinking just, about like a Final Fantasy char- character in bed with like Crash Bandicoot? No, I pictured the Sony logo smoking a cigarette and then the Square <laughs> Enix logo just like bare-assed <laughs> with the covers kind of pulled off. I don't know. I just, it's always like that for me. It's always a literal, you know, if you're like McDonald's is in bed with Burger King, I just picture Ronald and the King and like Ronald's wearing the crown. King has makeup all over his face. Like, that's what I go to. It's just then the, it's a lot the, for me. The Square Enix logo looks at PlayStation and says, it was great for me. It was it good for you? And PlayStation says, mm, I've had better. Yeah. The money's on the dresser. Yeah. Because get, get, get you're exclusive. <laughs> uh, I don't have much to add. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Final Fantasy guy. I understand that this is huge for PlayStation. That's not lost on me if this turns out to be true. And I also understand that this is a big deal and it's a change in the gameplay style and that's true. Uh, you know, it's a big, it's a big change, big departure, a big risk. And I, I, under, I understand and appreciate all of that, but it is not for me, but nevertheless, we report the news for all you fucking nerds. Number four, we finally received an update and saw gameplay of Dying Light 2 this week, as well as a breakdown from developer Techland on the PlayStation blog of the game's various systems and features. Dying Light 2, which is apparently called Dying Light 2 Stay Human, but I refuse to call it that, is set 20 years after the events of the first game, Travis, with players assuming the role of Aiden Caldwell, a wandering pilgrim who bounces between the city settlements seeking the secrets of your past. New parkour moves and abilities have been added to the game, as have a grappling hook and a paraglider to help with traversal of the huge map. Techland also claims that the city is a living, breathing world that reacts to your every decision, which will alter the setting and characters. The majority of the game will also be fully playable in co-op, as the last game was, and each player's world will be different depending upon who is hosting and the decisions that the host has made along the way. And finally, Techland announced that Dying Light 2 will launch on PS4 and PS5 on December the 7th. Bet. What say you? Bet. What say me? Hundred percent. It's not coming out on December seventh. I'll start there. Absolutely. No, no <laughs> fucking way. But this is okay. First of all, Dying Light's a great co-op game. So this is I'm I'm stoked for another fun co-op game. Yeah. I love the idea that if we're all playing together, I can't imagine how different John's world will be to ours. Like his will be 
whatever the darkest and dingiest is, like the saddest world. <laughs> that's what yes. this will be. <laughs> I think that's awesome. That's a great feature. Yeah, I I love I love environments that change based off your decisions, and I and this goes back to them talk to to Sony working on the AI that can adapt. So I think this is in that same vein where you have a, a an open world that's also a live world. I think that's really cool. But yeah, I read an article a few weeks ago from Techland. I think uh, it might have been a leak. I'm not 100 percent sure, but and you, and you, I told you about it then. But like how the guns are like you're so far into the future. After this post-apocalyptic event, that the guns are like just completely different. Like they're harder to find. They're a little like, like they're, they're they look rough. Uh, they probably aren't as efficient, but they still work. Mm-hmm. But I think the game really wants you to come up with like I think the game really wants you to have like this grappling combat, this hand-to-hand combat, which is always fun. So yeah. I hope it I hope it doesn't lose one of the best parts of Dying Light was the verticality of it. It was and it was so it felt spontaneous. Yeah. So I hope all those things are still in the game. I mean, it looks like they are, but you know, we've only seen a trailer. So I thought you were going to say the drop kicking. I did not expect you to oh. say the verticality. Yeah, the drop <laughs> kicking is badass. I mean, that's like yeah. the only thing that was worth. Yeah, you just run off of a cop car or whatever. The alarm's going off. Drop kicking, dude. <laughs> yes, yes. I I one hundred percent agree that this game is not releasing on December the seventh. So I and I refuse to pre-order it because. I think this game gets delayed and it comes out February at the earliest and probably next May at the latest. I don't, I don't foresee that at all. Now you they release it on Pearl Harbor day. First of all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, we, I just watched, you know, some of those boys who, who died over there, but anyway, <laughs> they, they, I guess, first of all, they did release dying lights. The first one in January when it came out mm. years ago. So, I mean, they have they did release that game in the winter time, so I guess it's possible, but it just doesn't seem likely. Oh, especially, I just don't think they'll have it ready. Yeah, especially <laughs> considering all the things that we've talked about on this podcast about how they've had like turnover and, and they've had all this trouble with development. You know what I'm saying? We've talked mm-hmm. about that stuff on here, and I think they lost their narrative or creative director or something along the way, and I just don't know, man. I I, I mean, the gameplay. So backing up a little bit, I guess. Or with with that said, the gameplay looked fun. Mm-hmm. Everything that they showed was cool. The system about the world changing looks cool. All that it looked cool. I'm 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 in. Given that review that it reviews okay, if it reviews okay. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, but I am concerned about it based on all the stuff that we've been hearing kind of trickle right. out for months. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see if it hits that December seventh release date and kind of go from there. I also don't know why they added a sub heading or a subtitle to the game. Just call, it Di- just call it Dying Light 2. Nobody's going to call it Dying Light 2. Stay human. Just yeah, we, we know what it is. <laughs> right. Exactly. Number five, Ubisoft shared the first look at Far Cry 6 gameplay on Friday. The presentation introduced us to the game's main character, Danny Rojas, who players can play as either male or female, no, you're excited about that. We also I'm a got female. Sorry, <laughs> another really female. If you never, if you don't know what that's from, look at just type in "I'm a female." You'll see a, a, a African American lady getting arrested who looks a little androgynous, and she's blind. I'm legally blind. Just type in "I'm legally blind." Actually, that'll get you yeah. the video. Yeah, you got to type "I'm legally blind." You'll find it on the YouTube. It's pretty funny. Oh, uh, let's see here. We also 
Got to see a lot of combat gameplay, Travis, featuring a variety of weapons, both traditional and, and improvised, like a Macarena vinyl record gun, for instance. It also appeared that animal companions are making a, a comeback as well, including an alligator. And the game will also feature customizable vehicles with a variety of attachments, like a snowplow, for instance, or a machine gun turret. And finally, we learned that the game will launch on PS4 and PS5 on October the 7th. What about this one? Let's call a spade a spade and say that we're in Cuba. That's what's happening here. Is that Um, where we're supposed to be? I really think so, but part of the reason is it just looks like Cuba to me, but also... um, you know, there's a revolution. This guy's an asshole. They have, they're driving like 57 Chevrolets around. Like, I mean, oh, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much Cuba. First of all, I died laughing at the uh, record gun. Yes, I, I really enjoyed that. It was it was great. Because what made it funny to me is it was it was playing music, which is completely unnecessary. <laughs> like, they could just make it shoot the disc. It doesn't need to play the song. Correct. Correct. I loved that. And as I told you after I watched the video, if somebody hurts my dog in a wheelchair, I'm burning the fucking town down. That's correct. Everybody's dying. I don't care. The dog is awesome. I'm I'm just going to touch on this, and it might come off the wrong way, which is perfect for podcast. Is it cool that you can be male or female? Absolutely. Do I think this should be an option? Sure. But I feel like like when I was watching the trailer, and I, I feel like with a lot of games that have come out recently, they really want you... Like they're just the really, other. yeah, they're just pushing that. They're, I feel like they're pushing it so hard. Like, yeah. be a woman or be a whatever. Or we gave them a androgynous name, so or a unisex name, so you could be whatever you want to be. Like, yeah, I feel like they're pushing that so hard. And like, it's okay to have a character that knows what they are. Correct. That's perfectly okay. I, you know, I yeah, I'm with you. I just write the game. And make, make write the game, write the character, and make the game that you want to make. Like, yeah. For instance, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you could also pick between a male or a female, but almost, but the majority of people said that if you did that, the game was that was written in a way, and the voice acting and the whatever was all done in a way that you could clearly tell that the game was written and designed for you to play as the female. Mm-hmm. character in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Then just make that game. That's yeah. fine. If you want if you want people to play as Cassandra, the female assassin, just make that game. Yeah. It's fine. If you want if you want Danny Rojas to be a chick or if you want Danny Rojas to be a guy, just make that. It's yeah, fine. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. It's not a fucking it's not Fallout or Skyrim like it's fine. You're yeah, not, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like That's it's what a, I'm saying, yeah. yeah, it's a narrative based action game. Just make the game. Yeah. Anyway, like if you, sorry. Yeah. If it's Skyrim or yeah, absolutely. You should be able to, you can fuck with it. Cause you're being like a warlock anyway. But yeah. like, yeah. Like if I, cause if I, if I buy this game and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be the female. And then I start playing the game and then it feels like the dialogue is like meant for a male. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be annoyed that I picked the female. Cause it's not going to line up. Like it takes me out of the game. Yeah, like, if you just came to me and said, "Hey, it's a woman," and that's the protagonist, I'm like, okay, like yeah. I don't, I don't care. Like it's like you weren't going to play The Last of Us because you were Elliot Page or whatever its name is. Like, is that the same game? Uh, What's Elliot Page in? That's uh, that's the Beyond Two Souls game. <laughs> the fuck ever. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I got, the, char- I got so- the, char- the character's name in The Last of Us is Ellie. 
Maybe that's what you're thinking. Okay. Well, it all blends together. Yeah. Anyway, sure. like you can't tell if you're male or female. I don't know what fucking game you're on. Anyway, <laughs> back to Far Cry. So Far Cry is one of my favorite series. I love Far Cry. Um, yeah. yeah. I, we've talked about this before. I love everything about it. I love the glitches. I love the guns. In the past, I've not been re- very good at these um, custom guns, or whatever you want to call them, uh, these yeah. improvised guns. I've never been good at them. I've never been able to craft them very well. Like, because it's like, I'm playing the game and I pick up an AK and it's like, you know, I could go do all the shit to it. And it's like, or I could just shoot them with the AK. So like, I would rather just kill them with the gun <laughs> that I yeah. have as opposed to spending four hours crafting. So like, I'm not going to do that, but sure. You know, as we saw on the, uh, on the, on the trailer though, you know, we have a guy that is, that's his thing. Like he's, he's mm-hmm. a technician or a craftsman or whatever you want to call him. So hopefully that will make that easier for dumb people like me who, <laughs> didn't take the time in the last game to build the gun shovel ah yes but um dude, th- those backpacks are fucking wild they are the like mortar backpacks or whatever dude the game looks incredible it mm-hmm. it looks like so much fun we're i can't wait can't wait to co-op with you and john like we did with five it's gonna, it's be, gonna be awesome it's gonna be so good it's gonna be a ton of fun and i think the game and ubisoft confirmed earlier today as well the game will play in 4k at 60 frames per second on ps5 so it's going to look it's going to look great and it looks fun as hell and that's really all that matters at the end of the day doesn't it so i'm excited i'm more excited for far cry than i am dying light me too and i actually i actually believe that far cry will hit the release date so (laughs) i i have some faith in that Number six, industry sales analysts, the NPD group, released their April data this week. And the top 10 best sellers on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 were as follows. Number one was MLB The Show 21, which is also the number one overall bestseller, regardless of platform. And it clocks in already at number th- at the number three spot for the entire year. Number two on, P- on PlayStation was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Three was Returnal which was number eight on the overall list, regardless of platform. Four was Outriders. Five was Spider-Man Miles Morales, which clocked in at number 12 on the overall list, and number five for the entire year. Six was Near Replicant. Seven was Mortal Kombat 11. Eight was It Takes Two. Nine was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And number 10 for the month was Ghost of Tsushima. What do you think? I think, um, well, I'll start with the easy one. I, I'm curious to see what Ghost of Tsushima looks like after the big sale it's on right now. I wonder what it'll mm. look like next month. I wonder if that'll pump it up to nine mm. or wherever. Uh, where's GTA? I mean, what's happening in the world? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good point. So to jump off of what we talked about last last month about Returnal, there it is at three. So that's awesome. That's what we wanted. Uh, I think it's safe to say it's a it's a hit. Yeah. At least financially. Yeah, it's it's worth. I should have noted as well. Returnal was only on the market for one day in April. Okay. And it's number three, which April, is awesome. April the thirtieth. So, I think that's pretty good for an exclusive game. Comes in number three behind Call of Duty, one of the best games, one of the biggest games every year, and then MLB, MLB the Show. Yeah, why which is was that the so, number one overall? I don't get it. I don't understand why that's so popular. I mean, I guess it's the only baseball game, but baseball is just fucking boring. I'd rather yeah. play scary games with the lights off than than play the show. 
Yeah. I don't think that I included this in that, in the, all of that investor relations stuff earlier, uh, that we talked about, but MLB, Sony said that MLB, the show 21 has the highest average user spend rate out of every sports game on the console. Yeah. More than 2k, more than FIFA, more than Madden. That's fucking crazy because people love to spend money on 2k and Madden. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like I feel like FIFA is probably a little more well. It's it's more worldwide. I guess that might be why those numbers are so high. But I feel like the sure. FIFA users are a little bit more like regulated. Mm-hmm. These two K dudes. I mean, you know how they are. These streamers are like buying these packs and they're spending Talk, yeah. God knows why. Like anyway, I, I just it will be the show. Just blows my mind. Like I I yeah. don't understand how it's already number three for the year. And it's people huge. people talk so much shit about Black Ops. Mm-hmm. online and it's number two i mean like people yeah. make those memes like if you play what it's like to play <laughs> black ops and the guy just like shoots himself in the head <laughs> or whatever like because it, it's slowly turning into what you know rainbow six is like where these dudes know they can yeah. shoot through walls or whatever and they can you know it's mm-hmm. almost impossible right the only other thing i really have to say is you know i'm happy for returnal for housemark that it seems like they have both a critical and a commercial success on their hands. We'll see where it comes in on the May chart to really have a better idea of its financial success. And then, yeah, like you said, MLB The Show. I mean, that's always a killer killer mm-hmm. app for Sony. I think they sell like between 15 and 20 million copies of that game every year. So that's, you know, it's pretty nuts. But anyway, nice little month. Shout out to Outriders. <laughs> I'm still waiting for 30 bucks on that one. It's hanging in there tough. 30 or less. Like my women. (laughs) Don't tell my wife. Number seven, Travis. PlayStation announced the June PlayStation Plus lineup of games this week featuring the now standard one PlayStation 5 and two PlayStation 4 titles. Subscribers can enjoy co-op spy game Operation Tango on the PlayStation 5 this month, while PlayStation 4 users receive space combat game Star Wars Squadrons, which is dog shit, by the way, and the recently <laughs> announced Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown, a remastered version of the original PlayStation 3 game from 2012. Virtua Fighter will be available for two months on the service rather than the standard one month, and it will also come to PlayStation Now on June the 1st as well. What do you think about the lineup? The only thing I'm interested in is Operation Tango. I just, I, I mean, it's worth a shot. It's free. Why not try it? It's co-op. It does like, the art design is, it does look pretty cool. So, you know, at least it'll be interesting to look at if it sucks otherwise. Yeah, I figured we would, we would check that out. Yeah, I guess we'll play it in August when you get your PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, no shit. We'll check it out maybe about before the July PlayStation Plus games go live and I'm I'm excited. I mean, you know, I'm excited to check out Operation Tango. It looks kind of cool. I've seen a trailer for it, but you know, the other two, those aren't for me. I've played Star Wars Squadrons. It's not fun to me. And then Virtua Fighter Five. Uh, I know that's a pretty big deal to people, but I've never been in a Virtua Fighter. I was growing up. I always played Tekken, so that mm-hmm. was my fighting game growing up. Not Virtua Fighter, but anyway, not it's not a bad month. We're still getting. The cool thing is, is that we're getting new releases on, right. on plus, which is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of been thing, the thing for game pass for all this time. So operation Tango is a new release. Virtual fighter five is a new release. So that's, that's pretty cool. We're getting a new, uh, we're getting the new Tekken with Liam Neeson. 
Uh, I feel like, I don't know when the last time they made a Tekken game was, but <laughs> I don't either. Is Tekken six or seven? Is that the last one? Pro- probably Tekken seven. Yeah, I think is I think that's real. Maybe Tekken six. You know what? I got sidetracked there for a second because I'm sitting here wondering. You're talking about another movie director? <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe. No, I'm thinking about what the July PlayStation Five game is going to be. I'm just I'm wondering here because. We're on this trend of having these indie games that get announced and just say a month or they'll say June the 1st or whatever, and they end up being PlayStation Plus games for the month. So, like Bug Snacks, like Operation Tango, like um, Destruction All Stars, and I think there's been another one since then. But I'm wondering if that Little Devil Inside game, which has only been given a July release date, mm. I'm wondering if that. Is going to be a July PlayStation Plus game. That would be awesome. But we'll see. Anyway, I'm on a tangent. Number eight, Travis. We also have a bunch of news nuggets as well here to get through. Feel free to join me, as always, wherever you see fit. First nugget, the one that I pulled a little sneaky on you with here that you don't have in your notes, but I have in mind, you fucker. Coke <laughs> Media announced a gaming event for June the 11th as a part of Summer Game Fest. Coke operates. Publisher Deep Silver, who own IP such as Saints Row, Homefront, Dead Island 2, Kingdom Come Deliverance, and Time Splitters. Travis, that's, that's interesting. wonder what, what may come of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and assume it's going to be a Saints Row game because they just put out a remastered version of Saints Row 3 on PlayStation mm-hmm. 5, so that seems like they're trying to set that up a little bit maybe. Sony Pictures released a new image from the upcoming Uncharted movie this week featuring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Did you see mm-hmm. this, and what did, what did you think about it? This is pretty controversial. Yeah, it was interesting to see the lone survivor with Spider-Man in a cave. Um, <laughs> we, were, uh-huh. we, were, we were both out on Marky Mark as Sully when they announced yeah. it. I, mm-hmm. I was hopeful that they would dye his hair gray or give him a mustache or something um but then you know it's marky mark so that's not going to happen he wants you to see how hot he is yeah i had issues with tom holland too because you know nathan drake is uh you know he's a man's man like if Mm -hmm. if they made this movie in the 90s or 80s like he would be played by arnold or somebody with muscles somebody interesting you know so um you know sully's character in the game is a rugged guy that you know like a tommy lee jones type of guy would be I feel like would be a good Sully. Like you said, Josh Brolin would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Hell, J.K. Simmons, the guy who is in Sp- Sp- Spider-Man, you know, like he's got the big mustache. The, all of those things, those would be great. Um, you know, I think, you know, I, it's something I don't think those guys are good actors. I think Tom Holland will do a great job. Like I, t- like I asked you, you know, if we hadn't played the games, what would our opinions be about these characters? Yeah. We, we probably would be like, oh, cool, it's it's Spider-Man and Marky Mark. Awesome. They're doing this Uncharted thing. It's, that sounds cool. It's a treasure thing, right? It would be kind of fun. Yeah. So that's a, that's a fair point, by the way. I'm trying to look at it from that perspective. I'm still going to watch the movie. Um, sure. It, it's it just, I want to see what direction they take that, take, take the movie because... You know, Mark has played so many different characters. You know, he could go either way. Like, you know, he could be a a guy like he is in Ted, or he could be like a guy he is in um, what is it, Four Brothers, where he just beats the shit out of that guy. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, and Tom Holland, all of his all of his characters seem to have a little bit of comedy in them, which makes sense because Nathan Drake is inherently funny. The writing is so. Yeah, no doubt. I can see why they cast him. I think his skill set matches up. I just don't know if his body is kind of there 
which I guess yeah. isn't that big of a deal, but yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm going to be there for it. I'm just, you know, it didn't, it didn't get my dick hard. Yeah. I'm here. I hear you. I'm with you. We'll see. See how it comes out. Also, Tomb Raider developer Crystal Dynamics has opened a new stu- studio in Austin, Texas called Crystal Southwest. Called new Sirestool? Yes, yeah, called Sirestool <laughs> Southwest. The new team will support all current and future Crystal Dynamic projects, not Sirestool that time. <laughs> Website Pushsquare reported that Returnal developer Housemark wants to develop uh, Jesus Christ wants to develop games even larger in scale than Returnal, <laughs> and to rid itself of the idea that they're simply the Resogun Studio. Oh, the studio. <laughs> the studio also confirmed that they are already at work on their next project. It's interesting. God forbid you're known for something. I hate that so yeah. much. It's like it's like when Coke try to make new Coke. Just fucking you're you made Coke, guys. Like yeah, it's okay to be successful and is and is be good at something like guys sure. Rezo guns every getting returnal or sorry everything housemark makes people enjoy it it's that's a formula that works like it, it's okay like again like polyphony we don't need to go make non-racing games guys we don't it, it's okay you know to have found your niche it's, it's fine yeah i agree and it sounds like we're not going to get smaller games from housemark ever again so get ready for that Roblox CEO Dave Bazuki Bazooka hinted that the creation style game may be coming to PlayStation platforms in the future. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Children everywhere are rejoicing. I know Jacob's kid. I know Jacob's kids love that. I thought you said that, I thought you said that because he played it. <laughs> no, his kids play that. Uh, Star Ocean series developer Tri Ace appears to be hiring for a new PlayStation 5 action RPG. Her Tri Ace is the best. They're <laughs> fast as a speeding train. <laughs> <laughs> they say, Tri Ace, you are best. <laughs> Post apocalyptic Japanese RPG Metal Max Xeno will get a next gen upgrade sometime in 2022 that will improve the game's visuals, battle system, and skill system. The Microsoft Store leaked the Dying Light Platinum Edition, which they later confirmed this week, and it includes every piece of DLC released so far, which already exists, I, I believe, which so perhaps this is a next-gen upgrade. I don't think it is. I, think, think, I, so literally think this, yeah, I, re- I literally think this is like the third or fourth time that they've right. released all the DLC in one package. They just right. keep they renaming have. it. Well, first of all, this is the game that's coming out on December 7th, and... Second of all, when games are released from the mic from Microsoft, it always comes from the store. But with PlayStation, we get them from Bahrain, a guy on a boat in the middle of the Indian Ocean. We get them from all <laughs> kinds of places. It's great. So it, that's correct. It's always Bahrain and Korea, baby. Also, Travis, the Little Big Planet servers are back offline after a recent attack where hackers posted derogatory <laughs> messages in game. Uh huh. What a game to hack for that. Correct. <laughs> Could have picked any other game that people will actually still play. PC games have begun utilizing the features of the DualSense controller, including Metro Exodus, which after a recent update now features both haptic feedback and adaptive trigger support. It's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. As a reminder, free Returnal DLC is now available for Sackboy Big Adventure. Arcane Studios Dishonored 2 will be leaving PlayStation now on June the 1st, seemingly out of the blue, perhaps hinting that other Bethesda titles may be leaving as well after they've been acquired by Microsoft. We'll have to see. 
on that. Maybe they're pulling a sneaky on us. Also, Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown was announced this week and is re- remaster of the 2012 PS3 game, as we mentioned earlier. It's coming to PS Now on the first. Here we go. Pigeon Dating Simulator Had a Full Boyfriend is being delisted from the PlayStation Store at the end of May due to publishing agreements coming to an end. I didn't even know this was a thing. So get it now while you still can, ladies and gentlemen. And I had I looked this game up. Push Square gave it Push Square. Okay. Very reputable website. Gave it a seven out of ten. And they enjoyed it. Guys, <laughs> will you somebody needs to play this and just let us know like is there a mating dance? How do you tell the females apart? Do all the males look the same? Do you guys go on dates where you like eat garbage? Like, oh, it's even, just... Dude, it's even better than that. So you play a human female who is attempting to find a male pigeon that she can date. Oh, it's like the B movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Even better. I'm just, yeah. It's only nine ninety nine. Maybe I should do it out of morbid curiosity. Is it a good, is it easy platinum? I'd love to have that on my list. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> also, the IGN Expo will return this year on June the 11th, featuring new game reveals and never-before-seen gameplay. You know what's cool? I have a lot of never-before-seen gameplay on my hard drive of clips I've saved. If they need some extra, <laughs> right? It, I got a lot better, of random shit. <laughs> it better be never-before-seen. I mean, what else would it be? Oh right. yeah, we've seen this. We've seen this before. Here it is again. Sonic Mania, Sonic Forces, and Team Sonic Racing will all be coming to PlayStation Now on June the 1st. In a leak on Reddit, it also appears that the Witcher 3 and Car Mechanic Simulator will be added to the service on June the 1st as well. So it sounds, like that's, your, <laughs> sounds like that's your June PlayStation Now lineup. Right. Car Mechanic Simulator. Wow. Yeah. Excited for that one. Borderlands 3 is getting cross-play for all platforms except PlayStation. As publisher 2K Games requires required developer gearbox to remove it for unknown reasons related to certification Hmm. another fast and furious game fast and furious spy racers rise of shifter release on ps4 and ps5 this this november excuse me from my friend peppa pig developer at outright games every bit of that that i just read was a disaster it all makes sense though as a whole <laughs> no, that's surprising to me. It's every bit of that spells disaster. I read um in my sim racing Reddit, this guy put up a post. He was like, "The Fast and the Furious series is just like when a a toddler tells you a story and they keep saying, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. <laughs> it's exactly what Dude, it is. That is what. Yes, that's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Jesus. Also, Travis, this is a, um, this is a good one. Soviet sci-fi action game, Atomic Heart, will make. We'll make Jesus. <laughs> we'll make Jesus, huh? <laughs> Dude. Oh, I have so much more fun with this now that I don't edit this or, re- or read it for typos. <laughs> That's a good one. Soviet yeah. sci-fi action game Atomic Heart will make have a new trailer debuting at E3 according to developer Munfish. Oh, this is debuting. I read debutting. <laughs> it's like, what is that word? <laughs> oh. I have a master's degree <laughs> who also <laughs> who also said that quote, the game is ready End quote. <laughs> Great quote and, guys. And, the, and, and that they are currently working on the PS4 and PS5 ports. So <laughs> I actually am very interested in this game. It looks yes, it pretty look cool. It looks really cool. It looks really cool. 
uh, I obviously had a typo in there that made me sound like I was in a Soviet sci-fi action game. And then we will make uh, have a new trailer. <laughs> we will make have a new trailer. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm in a Borat movie now. <laughs> the game oh. is ready. That's such a fucking Russian answer. God, I know. Right? <laughs> the game is ready. Okay. Game, game ready now. Okay. But the problem is, is they've been atheists for so long. They don't have any souls. <laughs> just, they're just dead inside. They're just little robots behind the behind the ears. Uh, okay. Also, the demo for upcoming action RPG Scarlet Nexus is available now on PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five. And finally, website Push Square reported that Merle Dandridge, who played the role of Marlene in the original The Last of Us game, will reprise her role for the HBO adaptation of the game. That's pretty cool. neat. Yeah, I wish yeah, I wish we could get the guy who does uh Nathan Drake's voice to just be somewhere in the movie even if he's just like in the background waving. I would yes. just like him to be in the movie. That would be cool. Maybe there'll be an Easter egg. Maybe they'll do that for us. Probably not. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Ubisoft's Watch Dogs started out as a Driver franchise mm. sequel. Travis, here we go. And was being co-developed alongside Driver San Francisco at Ubisoft Montreal. And then it turned into watchdogs. That's a really cool. That's a really cool nugget. That's probably one of my favorites. That's that's pretty cool. That is. It makes sense because the game took place in San Francisco. So well, no, right. that was this that was the second one. The first one took place in Chicago. Either right, way. But either, yeah, it's fine. According to a new reset era rumor, Ubisoft Singapore's open world pirate game, Skull and Bones, has restarted development from scratch for a second time. Which is definitely not a good sign for the yeah. game or the studio who has never made a game. Right. They got that flag upside down. They're <laughs> under siege. They're under siege. You think, they're having, you think they're having a problem getting uh, rights to these um, sea shanties? <laughs> yeah, from Blackbeard and shit. Charles, uh, what was that guy's name? Craven. Charles, Charles a, Craven. I don't know. There's another famous pirate. Charles something. Anyway. R- um, Blackbeard? Uh, no. Ricky Craven? <laughs> Ricky Craven. It's a NASCAR driver, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to do 180. I'm going to turn to the left. <laughs> Developer Blizzard Entertainment has seen a wave of high-profile departures, including Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan, due in part to the studio's mismanagement of game releases, resulting in a lower profit share for its employees. It's interesting. Battle Royale game PUBG will get a remastered map along with two new maps sometime this year in addition to new weapons and a vehicle. Developer Invader Studios and Leonardo Interactive announced survival horror game Daymare 1994 Sandcastle, a prequel to Daymare 1998 for the PlayStation 5. Walmart has allowed sellers on its Marketplace website to mark up and sell PS5 consoles. The disc version is going for over $1,000 and the digital edition for $900. America! <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Dead by Daylight will get Resident Evil DLC on June the 15th, which will add Leon and Jill as survivors. <laughs> Nemesis, is, <laughs> Nemesis is a new killer and a new map based on the Raccoon City Police Department. All of that sounds, all of that is a ridiculous sentence if you just aren't, you know what I mean? Like, you just dropped a guy here from sure. like 1840, but the Raccoon City Police really takes it over the top. <laughs> like, that, that, those four words, it's just a lot. It's, it's a, it's a big town, big, uh, big zombie town. Mm-hmm. 
Also, Travis, Resident Evil Village has already shipped 4 million units globally. CD Projekt Red announced that Adam Badowski has stepped down as game director on Cyberpunk 2077. He will be replaced by Gabriel Amatangelo. Gabriel Amatangelo. Sure. Who has been with the studio since January of 2020 as creative director, and he previously worked at BioWare as a design director. I just realized the whole Easter egg in the in the title of Cyberpunk 2077. What's that? That's that's when it'll be done. <laughs> they t- they told us well in advance. Well in advance. <laughs> We're just too stupid. <laughs> that's right. A Sonic Colors remaster will be coming to PlayStation 4 sometime in September. Website PlayStation Universe reported that a Sony spokesperson confirmed to the New York Times that there is no movie or film adaptation currently in the works for God of War. A pair of Brazilian retailers leaked the release date for the PS5. There you go. PS5 version of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The game will launch on June 26th and will come with a free upgrade for PS4 owners. Like you said, Brazil, Bahrain, Beirut. The Elder Scrolls Online Console Enhanced Edition on PlayStation 5 has been delayed by one week and will now launch on June 15th. PS5 exclusive looter slasher Godfall is poised to come to PS4 in the near future after another Peggy, hello this Peggy, rating this time for the game's expansion called Fire and Darkness. Mm-hmm. List the platforms as PS5, PC, and PS4. For reference, Peggy has previously listed a rating for the base game on PS4 as well. Bioshock 4 is being developed on Unreal Engine 5, according to a recent job listing at developer Cloud Chamber. Genshin Impact will receive update 1.6 on June 9th, featuring the Midsummer Island Adventure. A recent financial presentation seemed to reveal that a sequel to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is in development at 505 Games. Open World Survival Simulator Green Hell will launch on PS4 on June the 9th. Green Hell is also the nickname for the Nordschleife the racing what? circuit. The, the Nordschleife, it's in Germany. Jesus Christ. They, they call it the Green Hell because it's like, it's, you can't really pass on it. It's super fucking long. There's like 74 turns and there's trees everywhere. They call it the Green Hell. But anyway, <laughs> that's the real Green Hell if you're wondering. Huh. Maybe they'll sue each other. The more you know. Also, GamesBeat reporter Jeff Grubb claimed on his most recent YouTube show that Square Enix is working on a Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Website Gamatsu reported that developer Katokawa Games announced Relayer, a new age space opera strategy RPG for PS4 and PS5 from the God of Wars from the God Wars series development team. Like like they sing, like a space opera? No, I think they mean like drama, like Mass Effect type of deal. Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game will launch on PS4 on June 22nd. Of 2021. (laughs) Of 2021, yes. Couldn't have the Tokyo games in 2020, so you can't release the video game either, Travis. Oh, yeah. 3D platform adventure game, The Smurfs, Mission Vileaf, Vileaf, I don't know how you say that. supposed to be Village and you spelled it wrong. No, it's it's really Vilief. <laughs> we'll release on PS4 on October 25th. Retro-inspired 2D action platformer Berserk Boy will launch on <laughs> PS4 and PS5 sometime in quarter in the fourth quarter of 2022. Sounds like a like a rapper name, Berserk yeah. Boy. Yeah, or like your drunk alter ego. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Turn-based tactical RPG, Reverie Knight's Tactics, will release on PS4 sometime later this year. The game looks really cool. kind of looks like Banner Saga. Platformer, Mars- oh my god, Marsupalami. <laughs> Hoob, hoob, hoob adventure Mar, Marsupalami Hoob Adventure will uh, launch on PS4 on November 16th the fuck Can't is wait. that about is it a marsupial or is it like a Mars with you have it, soup on Mars it's about a marsupial who's a stick of salami mm. they have a hood adventure urban, urban fantasy themed beat em up game at Mayhem Brawler how original. Will release on PS4 on August 18th. Management game Spirit Fair will get a physical edition on PS4 on July 27th. Adventure puzzle game Out of Line will release on PS4 sometime later this year. Virtual reality magic action RPG Ruins Magus was announced and will launch sometime this winter. Co-op postal puzzle game Kiwi or Kiway. I don't know. We'll launch on PS4 and PS5 on August 31st. Stealth co-op ninja game Aragami 2 will release on PS4 and PS5 mm-hmm. on September 17th. Gotta catch the Aragami killer. That's right. Sega or Sega or Sega announced a new Sonic the Hedgehog game for Sonic Team that will release sometime in 2022 on PS4 and PS5. Deck-building roguelite game Griftlands will come to PS4 on June 4th. Painting adventure game Chicory, mm-hmm. a colorful tale, will launch on PS4 and PS5 on June 10th. And finally, Gamatsu reported that publisher Square Enix announced a slew of Dragon Quest games, including Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate, which is being developed on Unreal Engine 5, Dragon Quest Treasures, and Dragon Quest Three HD 2D Remake. And that is all for the news this week. I'm going to turn it over to Travis now for our new games. On the 25th, we have Biomutant on PS4. You can watch Conan O'Brien play it on the YouTube with um, a comedian whose name I just forgot, but he's really funny. Anyway, following <laughs> uh, that, we have Capcom Arcade Stadium, Final Fantasy 14 online, King of Seas which I was excited about, and then I watched it, and I'm not excited about it anymore. Oh, it doesn't Saints, look good? I don't know. It's just, I, I just want, I just want the other game that keeps getting restarted, and it's, and it's not it. I already forgot mm. what it's called now. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Saints Row the Third remastered on PS5. On the 26th, we have Gadgeteer. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Super Edition. On the 27th, we have Boxed In. Earth Defense Force, World Brothers, Horse Club Adventures, if you want to die, Super Bomberman <laughs> R Online. Uh-huh. On the 28th, we have Beautiful Desolation, Gold Rush the Game. Is this, is this like the TV show? Like, yes, it's, it's a Discovery. It's a Discovery Channel TV show that they have made a game about. Right. Correct. Wonderful. Good. Uh-huh. Song of Horror, Wonder Boy, Asha in Monsterland to end the game list. That's all for the new games. Nothing uh, nothing really stands out there. Biomutant, which has not gotten very good reviews, so be careful on that one. And with that, Travis, let's start to wrap the show up here. This is a long one. This is the longest we've gone in a long time, but there's quite a bit of news, but let's uh, start to put a bow on this bitch. Talk to me about what you're going to be playing in the week ahead. 
Uh, we have our second race in our league on Sunday. I think we raced last week. I think I came in fifth or sixth. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. Anywho, we have our second race this weekend. I think fifth or sixth is about my uh, about my limit in that league. I don't practice enough to be good at it, so it, that's fine though. It's just fun to race with the guys. Yeah, um, I'll probably do another couple of F one races. Um, I have all my my um, setups for the tracks. I, I copied them off the internet. They have a bunch on Steam, which is nice if you're interested in looking that up. Cool. Probably throw in some FIFA or maybe some hit. Actually, I might play some Hitman this weekend. I might do. Um, did you not finish contracts. it? No, I did, but uh, the other oh. game whatever collection i have I, they're they're not all on there for some reason oh, even yeah, though I, don't, yeah. I haven't played them so i might play them um and i've considered plugging in my ps4 okay and and downloading hitman so all the trophies will pop again so okay if you're wondering if you if you've platinumed hitman and you want to get another platinum plug in your ps4 download the game go to the home screen and then it will just start feeding you all the trophies over again so that's some really? sort of glitch they have but um i've been considering huh. it i've been considering it it's cheating but it, yeah i've been considering it interesting had not heard that okay is that it is that all you, it's all it's on your mind yeah that's it yeah yeah, yeah. okay well i am gonna keep i'm gonna continue to die inside mm-hmm. and uh, my wife asked me tonight what, what the status of my playstation 5 was she's tickled to death that I don't have my PlayStation Five because I have to <laughs> have to talk with to her more and look at her more and, and you know all the really, awful things, really awful stuff that you have to do as a husband and you know so I'm I'm dying inside that I haven't been able to play games for a couple of weeks now I had I had everything planned out I was going to be done with Days Gone by this point you know I was going to play a little Homefront Revolution just, just check that out you know in my leisure hopefully it was going to have been done with Returnal maybe before Chivalry and Ratchet came out and now here I am. I'm just can't do any of that shit and doesn't sound like I'm gonna going to be doing any of that shit for a couple more weeks. So would you would you say your light is dying? My yeah, my glimmer. My my glimmer is going out. My light is dimming. But with that said, I'm going to play more Vita this week. I'll probably play some Uncharted. Uh, per usual, and if they do another Killzone Mercenary game night, you know, <laughs> why not? In the, in the Vita Reddit, I may may jump on in. That's that's a pretty fun game on there. Very 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 good game on the Vita. Can you buy the show since everybody else has it? <laughs> no, I'm not going to buy the show. I do own the show on Vita. One of them, I think I own 13 on the Vita. I own a FIFA yeah. game, a Madden game, and and MOE the show. I, I used to play the last show game I played was on the PSP. Oh wow! Yeah, I forgot they didn't make one on there. So, uh, the FIFA—I haven't played the show or Madden on there, but the FIFA game isn't really not bad. You shoot—it's really cool. I forgot to tell you this. I should have talked about this a long time ago. But when you play FIFA on Vita, you shoot by touching the back touchpad. So the back touchpad is the goal. If you can picture this in your head, mm-hmm. and you touch on the pad where you want to aim the shot in the goal. And the longer okay. you the longer you hold, the more power it has. So if like if I want to shoot top right corner, I put my finger on the top right corner of the back touchpad while I'm playing, and it takes the shot. It's really cool, really neat concept. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so Uncharted, Killzone, and then may mix in some more Darkest Dungeon as well. We'll see. But that's about it. 
So with that, we'll get out of here. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. We know it was a long one, but still under 90 minutes as always. Never fail you there. And uh, it's it's really coming together and shaping up. We're getting a lot of news here as we sneak into E3 season. And it's really already begun, let's be honest. So hope you guys enjoyed the show. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. You can also find us on YouTube if you want to subscribe there and watch episodes there or check out some of our game streams or clips. And finally, if you want to chat with us, reach out to us, engage with us, find us on Twitter at the Pod. You guys take care. We'll talk at you next week. Bye-bye.